Hello, I'm your host, Zachary Landalt, and welcome to the In Another World bonus series for the month of October, A Trip to Haddonfield, where I'll go on a retrospective journey through the Halloween film franchise with the help of lovely guest co-host Devin Ray, who is one of the co-hosts of the YouTube show Good Luck with Sam and Dev. Every episode, we'll talk about a different film in the franchise, and we will talk about all the details, including our favorite scenes, favorite scares, favorite versions of the Michael Myers mask, and which films in the franchise we believe are the scariest and the goriest. So without wasting any more time, let's stop the chitter-chatter and get to the bloody fun. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of A Trip to Haddonfield. Today we'll be discussing Halloween H2O, 20 years later. And I am joined again by Devin Ray. Hi everybody! Hi! Hi! Hello! (laughs) Oh, we're not doing clowns. That's not a clown. You're not doing clowns. No, I'm not. (laughs) I ever tell you my story of, of when I pushed a clown down some stairs when I was a kid? What? I was at the circus, and this clown was coming up to me, and we were seated at the top of the the big tent thing, and he was getting close to me, and I was cowering, making a very clear statement of, don't come towards me, I don't like you, and he kept trying to get in my face, and I went, no, and I pushed him, and he fell down the stairs. Zachary! He was fine. Like he fell down like six stairs, but like six he was, like, stairs. A... I was a child. I was a child. I was a child. I was a very strong child. Oh, and then I ran out. I ran past him, like down the stairs, like ah. like yeah. It's all wow. So no clowns. No clowns. No clowns. <sighs> well, at least we have arrived at what I would say has been the most enjoyable Halloween film since the first one, at least for myself. Yes, Halloween water is very good. <laughs> Halloween water. <laughs> what would Halloween water be? Pumpkins, candy. Blood. Ghosts. Blood. The blood of the innocent. I the don't blood know. of the, the innocent. Of, the blood of Laurie Strode. The blood of <laughs> Laurie Strode. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, so the seventh installment in the Halloween franchise the first not to feature Donald Pleasance as Dr. Sam Loomis, R.I.P. This is a direct sequel to the first two, ignoring installments three through six, and follows a traumatized Laurie Strode who faked her death in order to go into hiding from her brother, Michael Myers, who eventually finds her at the private boarding school in California, where she is the headmistress. Released in the United States in 1998, Halloween H2O grossed $75 million on a budget of $17 million and received mixed to positive reviews from critics, with many considering it the best sequel in the series. Huh. What are your thoughts overall? Well, um, I love that it's the first time that we're pretending things didn't happen in the Halloween series. I know that they yeah, did maybe, it again later. Oh, they love to do it. They love to be like, boop, boop, none of that <laughs> no, happened. None of that happened. Um, this is the most... If I had to pick a movie to describe what 1998 looked like, I would yeah. pick this movie. Oh, it's got everything 1998. It's got Josh Hart in it. You got Joseph Gordon Levitt. Creek era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was watching with Max Wayne. He's like, is that Joseph Gordon Levitt? I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. You got people that I thought would be huge that have t- gone on to not do much, like Jodie Lynn O'Keefe, who mm-hmm. I was obsessed with at the time. <laughs> and she did not do good for me, gal. 
<laughs> shouldn't follow through on me. Bless. Uh, yeah, uh, you got, and then you have like, you know, here's the thing. When I was when I saw this movie, I was already a big weird little kid that liked horror movies. So when uh, Janet Lee showed up in her little cameo as the secretary, I'm you like, died. I was like, well, that's Nora McGrane from Psycho is what it is. And then when they show her car in the back, I'm like, oh, well, that's the car she was driving me in Psycho. So, and her know, name was, was Norma. Come on. Can you can you even? And she was like, if I can be maternal for a minute. Like, you know, they were they knew what they were doing. I loved I it. it. I, I loved, loved that. I was like, you I got your mom. mothers and daughters on screen together. It's, it's mm. really fascinating. And you could see it, too. Like, you could see that they're and you're like yes this is right this is correct well i would say in in comparison to the past few sequels or one could say any of them this was the first one that felt like it was actually going out of its way to really try to be good like at least the solid good like you know the script it seemed like an actual coherent thing it was shot well the acting was pretty good like it I don't know. It just it's there's a higher quality. I feel like it was I mean especially from 6. It's such a step up. All of the the entire plot of the movie to me makes perfect sense. Like mm-hmm. okay, she faked her death. She goes to live a whole different life, but she is yeah. severely traumatized. She's a functioning alcoholic um who was with a guy who had his own addiction problems because that yeah. happens. And she had a kid who is the proper age for how old Jamie Curtis or Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis is. That's my that favorite. Was a very, that was smart. That was a really smart uh, detail. I Like so many, so often in Hollywood, it's either like a, a very young mom or a yeah. very old mom. She's like yeah. in her mid sixties and she's got a 10 right. year old and you're like, hold on. <laughs> Right. Not to say that's not possible, but like young people yeah. have children as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It just uh, I I liked the the whole parallel of oh wait he's the age that I was when he tried to kill me <gasps> and how old his sister was when he tried to kill her. Oh yeah. my god! It you know it felt like at least everything was making sense for once. I was like, okay, I get it. I yeah, I get it. I get it. Oh yeah, she's the character from the first two, and she's yeah yeah I, I gotcha yeah I gotcha I gotcha I gotcha. Um, what is funny is they say this one you know retcons three through six, but I, I guess I was just a young kid, so you believe what you want to believe. But I also felt like it technically could fit in the f- tapestry of the franchise if you wanted it to. Oh yeah, like because nothing I mean, has to like as soon as uh, four hits because three has nothing to do yeah. with anything. But as soon as four hits they're like oh and Lori died and i'm like yeah well, so that maybe could... she just left her kid and was like oh if she's not with me she'll be better like you know yeah um yeah i mean i'll technically check that well also more than that um the screenplay was based on a story by kevin williamson who was initially hired to write a script and the story was situated as a sequel to the previous six films keeping the times continuity when williamson first outlined halloween h2o he created the storyline in which laurie strode has faked her own death and was taken on has taken on new identity in a specific way retconning the character's death in halloween 4 in williamson's original treatment there are scenes in which a hill Crest student does a report on Michael Myers' killing spree, mentioning the death of Jamie, complete with flashbacks to 436, mentioned in the text Carrie slash Lori responds to hearing the children's report by going into the restroom and throwing up. So I guess originally they even thought about connecting everything together. 
Um, but it's funny. It's like it's not connected, but it could be connected. It could be. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Like if you miss Can that be... one little bit, like that implies that nothing else happened. Yeah, then you can but, just assume yeah. that this is part of the the world. Yeah, I guess in my yeah, I guess when you're a kid, you're dumb and you just think like, well, oh, I didn't think about how they talked like nothing had happened. <laughs> right. Why, uh, why were you it. supposed to? Like, I was a fucking kid. I yeah. was a fucking idiot, like eating my burgers or something. I don't know. I was being <laughs> a fucking stupid kid. Apparently, the original working title was Halloween Seven: The Revenge of Laurie Strode. Oh well, okay. Now, is that better or worse than Halloween H two O? Halloween Water. Halloween, Halloween water. water. I was like, is this gonna be like on a boat? Is it? It's gonna be on a boat. There's sharks. It's like Speed Two Cruise Control. Just yes, like, you know, written like work. <laughs> uh, apparently, I did read. I did not know this. John Carpenter was originally in consideration to be the director of H2O since Curtis wanted to reunite the cast and crew of the original film. It was believed that Carpenter opted out because he wanted no active part in the sequel. However, this was later proven to be not true. Carpenter agreed to direct the film, but his starting asking fee as director was $10 million. Oh. Uh, Carpenter's bargain was denied by the Weinsteins and therefore no deal took place. Carpenter rationalized this by believing the hefty fee was compensation for, re- for revenue he never received from the original Halloween film. Well, and apparently him and Mustafa Akkad had been like fighting over that for, you know, about 20 years at this point, and he pretty much was like, "Well, I'm not paying you 10 million dollars." <laughs> we could have had another John Carpenter directed Halloween film with Jamie Lee Curtis starring in it. So fuck you. Yeah. RIP Akkad. But I will say Yeah. This film is still good despite the lack of sure. John Carpenter. Sure. I just wonder what it would have been oh, yeah. even more. You know, just like, hmm, him coming back. Do you have a favorite character in this film? Uh, Laurie Strode. Same, same. I mean, same. The teens are all interchangeable. Yeah, poor Michelle Williams. Um, I mean, she's fine. She's, but yeah, it's, it's like horror movie teen greatest hits, you know, in terms of stereotypes. Yeah, I do like that the film isn't completely focused 100% on the teens. Yeah, that was very nice. Um, And you really felt... Like, you know, because you get this great, like, exposition kind of world building or catching up of the world uh, with Lori and her therapist or guidance counselor, Bo. I would say boyfriend, boyfriend. but they don't seem to be official. It's that, like, we're still, like, fucking around. Um, (laughs) Like, everyone in the office knows they're fucking, but they're acting like, yes, I have have an appointment. Uh, I have to get home. We're like, oh, yeah, to fuck the guy. Yeah, we know. To fuck that guy. We know. You could just say (laughs) it. Carrie. I do have to say, for being such a short movie, it does a lot of world building very fast and very efficiently. Like, it never felt rushed either. It just felt like... It's like they spent the first, like, hour setting up the movie, and then they just let it go like a wind-up toy. It's kind of like, get it? Get it? Yep, yep, get it? Yeah, here here, here, here we go. Because they kept it really simple. It's like, like, what what is the the point? Okay, well, Laurie Strode lives here. She's got a kid. Michael Myers is back. Small cast contained in one place yes boom like like even though it's a bigger budget movie it felt smaller like the first one just in terms of like it's a simple plot you know small amount of characters basic idea because think about yeah like halloween it guy escapes from mental institution goes and kills a couple of kids then he disappears like that's the entire movie right um and that's pretty much what this one is essentially yeah do you have a favorite scare? Uh, okay. So it's not 
<laughs> yes, I do. And it is not necessarily a, a scare in and of itself. Uh, but I, <laughs> I am terrified of garbage disposals eating my hands. Oh, oh, yeah. So when he reaches in to get the corkscrew in oh, the garbage yeah. disposal, and I... I know it's not going to go off. And I know this in my own house with my garbage disposal. But there's some some final destination part of me that's like, don't reach in there. It's going. What if you hit some mechanism that makes it spin? I don't know. You know. So it's not like he pops up or, you know, uh, LL Cool J in the in the guard tower, the security room. It's not anything like that. It's the garbage disposal, which makes me go, oh no! Oh no! Get your hand out of there, little boy! You little boy, get your <laughs> hand out of there. Uh, yeah, I would say that's my biggest scare. Or the reheated uh, cafeteria food. They're oh my having god! A that's also scary. How dare that's they? Scary. They talk up like, we're gonna have a romantic dinner. Also, these are full-ass grown adults. I'm just gonna say, because yeah. their idea of like, we're gonna stay in is like, we're all gonna have a nice romantic dinner together with candlelight, and then we'll do, you know, whatever happens well, after Don't that. forget, they stole that red wine from the market. They They're stole gonna have red wine. <laughs> Teens stole red wine. Would you have stolen red wine? If you were no, teen drinking, at least Boone's Farm or something, like Four Locos or or <laughs> not Four Locos, Smirnoff Ice. Not do that. Oh yeah, Smirnoff Ice. Yeah, I would do that. Um, or maybe some like Mike's Hard, 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 whatever lemonade. <laughs> Mike's Hard, Mark's Hard, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Um, did you have a favorite kill? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt getting stabbed in the face with his skate. That made me that made me tense up because I was like, oh I think my favorite kill is Jody Lynn O'Keefe, just because as a kid, when that thing slammed on her fucking leg, I would oh. go, Oh, oh that poor- even though that's so oh. unrealistic because there's no way she'd be able to pull her leg free of that. No, it'd be gone. Yeah, like it, it would not be on her body. Um, but also, yeah, she acts like ah. Let me get my leg off. I'm like, you mean your leg that is like half detached from your body right now? It's connected by strings. Well, it's weird. Like, it wasn't, it was very visceral with the imagery it created, but it wasn't as um, vicious with what it showed in terms of gore. It was interesting. No, it works very much on that good horror movie concept. It's scarier to not show things, it's more effective to not show. Um, Agreed. I will say that we create the rest of the image. Right. Yeah. And nothing is going to be better than that, than what you see in your head. Um, Michael Myers is still the king of aesthetic. He likes to put his body's places. That's like, Ooh, look at this. <laughs> I'm going to hang her Can from I? a light bulb. <laughs> yeah. After, I think this also happened in six. I meant to bring it up. He loves to just play, like pin the body on, on the wall. Like I want to look at you. Hang you on the wall. And oh, that's his ya. move. Like, dude, like, what's your deal? What is yeah, your deal like, with pinning things on wall? Now, if he had killed um, Judith that way, then I would say yeah. that makes sense. It's consistent. Right. But yeah. he just started doing it when he was 21 and was like, you know, I like this. I like this. this <laughs> I fun. like the way this looks. They're my little bugs. I stab them on the wall. I tilt my head to the side to look creepy. The mask looked good, looked good in this one. Yes, it did. It well, was the best I think it had looked since probably yeah the first one yeah yeah it look i mean it's back to being kind of this blank but not completely uh devoid of everything 
expressionless thing where you can that's another thing you can put whatever expression you want onto that face yeah that's why it's so scary right there's nothing Uh, there i did find out another piece of trivia the the writers of h2o were left with a dilemma when curtis wanted to end the series but mustafa akad had a clause in the contract that legally wouldn't allow the writers to kill michael myers off according to the blu-ray released by scream factory curtis almost left the project just weeks before filming and then kevin williamson came up with the paramedic storyline and presented it to akad curtis finally agreed to be part of the film under the condition that no footage hinting toward a sequel would be presented by the film that the audience would believe that michael was dead until the inevitable sequel was announced Halloween Resurrection's first shot of Michael in the paramedic uniform was filmed the day after H2O's principal photography ended, according to H2O's editor, Patrick Lucier. Crazy. That's crazy. I mean, straight up, that sounds like something I would do. I'd be like, I don't want to make any more of these. Like, this one is good. Let's stop. I saw the rest of them. Let's stop. Um, And what a satisfying ending it would have been. Like, it would have been like, fuck yeah. Like, she finally got him trapped and and the start of the franchise ended the franchise. It would have been great. Oh, yeah. And you get, you know, you have all of these satisfying circular parallels to the first thing, like her seeing him yeah. through the window and the door and stuff like that. Yeah. So to finally get this like moment of like reaching out, no, you're dead. Because you're rooting for it at the end. You're like, when... uh. I think it's LL Cool J pulls her away from stabbing him. And she's like, he's dead. He's dead. You're like, no, he's not. (laughs) She's going. So when she steals that van, you're like, yes, bitch, get him. Go kill him. Whatever you're saying. Yeah. When she has her ax, then she's like, load him in. I was like, oh, this is going to get good. Like I was, this was, this was, you know, I was like a kid in the candy store. Except I was a kid watching this movie. (laughs) Yeah. watching, Watching her hack his head off. Yeah, and it was so satisfying. And I'm sorry, the whole, um, the oh, it was a paramedic, it wasn't Michael, that doesn't check out to me. No. <laughs> because why is this paramedic just instantly trying to kill George Code? Like, um, and also, no other person but Michael Myers would have survived flying down that hill and being pinned by a van in this spinal cord yeah it's not a thing that happens to people (sighs) so yeah poor jamie curtis she thought she was doing us a solid and being like we're gonna end it we're done we did it look how good it is it's done this shows like producers are stupid and they will just keep making dumb decisions if they can just squeeze out a little more money just like a little more money and it's just (sighs) yeah anyway that's all i got that's all i have how gory would you say is this compared to the others? Oh, I mean, because it is so effective, I'd say it's it's gorier just because it is more effective in it. It is more effective. Um, yeah. where you feel you feel for everybody that gets hurt, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when LL Cool J gets shot, or you know, a poor kid gets his. Well, you don't see him get his throat slashed, but you know Michael Myers standing next to him. You're like, oh my god. Oh, um, he's he's screwed he's gonna get he's folded screwed. in half like that he's guy in black screwed, like... you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah my god um oh yeah it was i'm glad they didn't kill janet lee i was like you leave her alone oh i lo- they're like we're gonna get her out of here um it's also a big thing in the late 90s uh early 2000s to have a big facility 
but make everybody leave. Like, <laughs> like we'll have a skeleton yeah. crew or like three people will be here. Um, and right. I just really, I appreciate it that they like, they just brought in her mom to have these nice, cute little sweet moments and then get her the fuck out of there. Like, well, and then they had the little tribute to the score from Psycho when they show her car. It was just, I was like, it was just a, a lovely little. It's like I was wonder if Jamie's like, "Hey guys, what if my mom was in it?" I like, talked to my mom. She said she yeah. would bake some cookies if you would just, if we could just like put her in, just like put her in the movie, just like like a little thing. God, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, and I heard the writer of this, um, not Kevin Williamson, but the one who actually like is credited with it. Oh, that was another crazy thing. Well, I'll get to that after what I'm, I'll get after what I'm saying already. Um, he originally wrote a script for Halloween H2O and they were like, hey, great script. We love it. And then they went back to him after they found out Jamie Lee Curtis would come back and they were like, well, good news, bad news. Good news, you're going to write the movie. Bad news, we're not using your script because now Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it. So I'm just thinking what a gag that would be as a writer to be like, what? what? Huh? Like I could actually write a Jamie Lee Curtis sequel, like an actual sequel. But the other thing that was crazy watching this, especially as a big Scream fan, one, they show Scream 2 during the movie in, in the dorm room. Right. Very cute. But also, um, John Ottman was hired to write the score for the film, and then when they played the film with the score, apparently either Bob Weinstein or Harvey Weinstein were like, no, the score is terrible. This is awful. This is awful. And so they just used full chunks of the scream score in this movie. <laughs> there are so many parts where you can hear like, oh, that's scream. I thought I, like, you know, I didn't know for sure. Thank you for confirming that. But I felt yeah. like a crazy person because I was like, no, no, don't no crazy. No, no crazy. crazy. It was it there was are full sections. Whenever they're running from Michael at the school, that is all scream music. It is all scream music. And not even like altered scream music. It's just like straight up sections of the score. It was truly weird. Yeah. And also apparently it was either, it was one of the Weinstein's fault that there was a Creed song playing at one point in this movie because they wanted to put a Creed song on it. So they're evil. God they're evil it. men. <laughs> they're evil men that needed to be stopped. I do have a question. Um, yes. So I, in my head, the the head canon, the theory, the working theory is that Josh Hartnett just wandered from set to set in the late '90s because his <laughs> hair, his costuming, everything looks the same in all of those movies. I'm so glad you mentioned Josh Hartnett and his hair because that was another piece of trivia I meant to mention. Apparently, the reason his hair looks so stupid in this movie. <laughs> Like, it looks so stupid. It's because he wanted his character to look like an authentic teenager. So every time they would get him ready for set, like, they would do his hair, his makeup. He would then, right before they, like, called action, he would, like, scrunch up his hair with his hands. And they would be like, Josh, what the fuck? Josh, what what the the fuck? fuck? (laughs) And it was his first movie, so he was like, I can do what I want. Um, And, yeah, and he apparently did pull the same shit on the faculty because uh, he's in the faculty as well Love right. that movie. that's what I'm talking uh, about him in the faculty yeah, and him in same. H2O looks, he looks yeah. exactly the same oh exactly the same he's probably pulling the same shit like well I'm a teen so I have bad hair I, I'm a teen I've got bad hair and it's like okay buddy you, you're gonna regret this haircut no matter what I mean listen to yeah. interviews from uh, when he started doing Ooh. promos for Penny Dreadful and he's like I'm sorry about my hair like See, it can grow. It looks nice this way. I know how to do it. looks so bad. Ugh. It looks so bad. It looks like he had given himself a haircut 
like in a mirror. Oh no, it was crazy. Oh man. Um. Oh, how scary is this compared to the others? Oh, oh, well, uh. It's effective. I guess it's not yeah, it's scary. Effective. Like I wasn't scared, but I was having a fun time watching it. I definitely felt dread for people for the first time yes. in a long time. So I'll say it's 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 up there in terms of only this franchise. It, comparing to other things, it's it's right up there with the first one where you're like, "Ooh, get out of there!" <laughs> yeah, because four, five, six, there were so many deaths. Where I'm like, "Ah, and that one goes. Ooh, and that one's dead." Like you know, it, they could have been anybody, and yeah. I, I really, really did not care. It starts um, right way in the beginning when um, Miss, I shouldn't be a nurse who drove uh, <sighs> Sam Loomis. Is coming she home. Gave him a, she gave him a fight. I, I liked that. Oh, yeah. Or she, uh, she's like, uh-uh. And I love... And I was like, what a 90s thing. I could not do this now. If my door was open, um, when I got home, I couldn't, like, run to my neighbor's house and be like, hey, uh, my door is... is oh, can you check my house um, for a murderer <laughs> child? Um, <laughs> I could not do also, that now. What is with these movies and them being like... Yeah, the cop said they'll be here in 15 minutes, and then just, like, sh- so much happens, and then suddenly the cops are finally there. And you just think, was this really all 15 minutes? I don't think so. I think not. I think, I not. think not. I think not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, because because she's with Joseph Gordon-Levin, he's like, oh, the cops said they'll be here in 15 minutes. He goes in, searches the entire house, um, comes out, walks next door, gets killed she sees weird stuff runs from michael goes to their house and that's also to be 15 minutes i don't think so that's ridiculous no yeah definitely not really he has a chance to steal beer <laughs> oh, oh in his pocket i thought that was going to be a thing i thought those those bottles were going to be uh uh busted into his skin i thought that was not going to end well nope they just went with a with a hot no, no, to the to the face <laughs> you know, I've never seen that before or since. So, you know, got to give credit where credit's due credit for that, that makeup. So do you think this should have been the conclusion of the series? Absolutely. What a beautiful yeah. conclusion it would have been. Twenty. Ben said we had to have one more. <laughs> well, I called it ne- the next movie is like the encore. It's like one more. One, one more again. <laughs> one more again. <laughs> Oh man. Uh well, Devin, thank you so much for joining me for H2 oh, Halloween Water. Halloween Water. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of A Trip to Haddonfield. And another big shout out to my companion on this film journey, Devin Ray. You can find her on Instagram at Devin Ray, and you absolutely should, so you can check out her amazing 31 Days of Halloween makeup series. She's just so crazy talented. Also, you can check out her YouTube series, Good Luck with Sam and Dev, and you can follow them on Insta at Good Luck with Sam and Dev. If you'd like to support the pod, you can follow me on Instagram at In Another World Pod and on Twitter at IAW Podcast. Shout out to White Bat Audio for the intro and exit music that's just serving a damn mood. Until next time, I've been your host, Zachary Landolt, and I hope you all have a spooky rest of your day. Bye!